Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the F1 Ramble, a fantastic weekend of racing in Italy, a podium full of papaya, shoeys all round and a lot of drama on track between our two title contenders. This is Alex and Tiago. Hello and welcome to another episode of the F1 Ramble. Plenty to talk about this week. Alex, the uh, the McLaren Redemption Arch is finally complete as they managed their first win since Button in 2012 and the first 1-2 of the season. Did you see that coming at all? I didn't see the 1-2 coming, but I, I, I'm glad we didn't do it in our predictions, to be honest. But um, you could definitely see a McLaren victory coming at some point this season. Um, and I was just glad it was at Monza where... They can, they're in a battle with Ferrari, so it's a slight up yours to Ferrari. Um, and they did it with a 1-2, so they did it in style. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In, in the battle with Ferrari, it's absolutely, um, absolutely advantage to, uh, to McLaren now. Uh, but yeah, I did, not, I did not see that coming before the weekend because one thing was, and I think you mentioned that they could potentially get pole. Um, mm. You know, I didn't, really, I didn't really see a win coming, but... I I did at the be- like before the race began. I don't know about you, but like I was watching the uh, the build up. There was a lot of conversation around um around whether they could keep like the uh, the Mercedes behind, uh, and they were battling sort of Mercedes in terms of strategy as they had two cars up there and Hamil- and Mercedes only had Hamilton, and and I was thinking, you know, if your conversation is can you can you keep Mercedes behind you? Really, you could be looking at actually winning the race. And I was saying to a couple of friends I was watching with, you know, I could see a, a McLaren win. Um, yeah. And, and obviously, they, you can argue that they didn't win on, on merit. or Obviously, they won on merit. But, you know, there was a crash between Mercedes and um, or between Hamilton and Verstappen. Um, but they would have been 1-2 anyway before yeah. that, before that yeah, crash. Yeah, they, they were still they were still ahead of them on merit before then. And I think, I think what was quite probably comforting to McLaren was the sprint race. The fact that Lewis Hamilton could just not get past Lando Norris on the sprint race. The, the, the engine clipping down that straight, there's just no way he was able to, to do anything to actually get past Norris. So um, that would have given McLaren a huge boost of confidence going into the Grand Prix on the Sunday, knowing that it's all, it was so difficult for a car to get past them. Yeah, I don't know about Hugh, but to me, it felt like that that um, that straight got shorter. No, so obviously, it yeah, I know what you like... mean. I know what you mean. But it, it it's almost I don't know if they moved the DRS. The DRS was hardly doing anything down that straight. It, it, it was weird because like a straight that long, you would have thought with getting the slipstream and having the DRS, you would have it would have made a big difference. But it only really made any difference if they were half a second behind. Yeah. Like was, any more than half a second, you couldn't get past the car in front. So they said that the, the DRS, you don't gain that much in Monza with the DRS. And no, I was it's thinking only about, about three about kilometers it. an hour or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I was thinking, why is that? And the conclusion I came to is because their wings are so skinny anyway. Yeah. The difference that you're getting from opening it up isn't that much. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're going to attract loads of downforce and you've got like, you know a proper proper big wing then you open that up like the difference difference. is going to be massive yeah but this they're they're obviously they're quite flat that's the only thing i could um well that's actually i think it was in ted's notebook i think ted mentioned that ted kravitz mentioned that in his uh ted's notebook section but um i i I think 10 minutes into it it's a a long one this week it's a it's quite a good one i thought it was quite a good one this week um mainly because it spent a lot of time with the mclaren team just celebrating and you could just see how much it meant to all of them yeah so um yeah it's absolutely absolutely fantastic and i i I mean i mentioned it to you before and you completely disagreed but i i I kind of felt like daniel ricardo was the right person to have out at the front i know he's not had a great season so far but he looked so much more comfortable in the car this weekend than he has all season um and to me it looked like he was back to his his former self and he did the job that mclaren brought him into the team for he's got that yeah. race win experience he's he knows how to, to to defend the lead and to keep cars behind him 
And Landon Norris, whilst he's good at that, and he's, he's done it a couple of times this season now, had to keep Lewis Hamilton behind him um, and received a lot of praise from Lewis Hamilton for being a good driver. Um, he's not quite got that experience yet. And while I would have been confident with Landon Norris out of the front, I think that was why Ricardo was brought there. And they both did a great team team job. They both drove for the team um, and they did it to the best of both of their abilities. Yeah, I, I take your point, but I, I genuinely think if it was Norris at the front, they would have been just as good, um, if not better. I think what Norris has shown us throughout the um, throughout this season is, you know, just a really, really good driver can get podiums, can keep calm under pressure, can really get that, the job done. And he is, at the moment, forget, forget obviously the race that's just gone, but he was like the team leader. Like, yeah, not obviously not officially and not something that would be mentioned, but just out on track, you know, he was the, the number one driver. Um, yeah, and, I mean, he's ahead of Ricardo in the championship as yeah, well, isn't he? So. And by a mile, you know, they, he had double the points that Ricardo had uh, going into that race. So, I think Norris would have done a fine job at the front. I think it would, it, it would have still been a, a one-two. Oh, ab- absolutely. It still would have been. But what I, what I absolutely loved, it's almost like every race I watch, I just enjoy watching Lando Norris and sort of love his character all that bit more. And in the interviews after the race, he, he's like, look, it's, it was the team first today. Like, I'm, I love this team. The team comes first. I wasn't worried about my race. I asked, can I race him? I was told, hold my position. And he even admitted, he's like, look, I had the pace to keep up with him. I don't know if it would have been enough to get past him. It would have been nice to have tried, which is fair enough. And it, it wasn't any, there wasn't any cockiness about him saying, oh, I should have won the race. I should have got past him. They should have let me through. It was, no, it was a team game. And I was thinking about it afterwards. I thought, well, do you know what? If I was Lando Norris, yes, I'd be gutted I didn't get the win, but it's still a career best finish. So as yeah. far as he's concerned, he's still got a career best finish. He's not finished second before, so he's got a second place. And then he's also got a team one too. So there's nothing really to be disappointed about from a Lando Norris point of view. And you've kept Lewis Hamilton behind you for 20 laps. Well, thir- 38 if you include the sprint race. So yeah. that's no small feat. Yeah, I think I think one thing I want to talk about as well is just the you know, I alluded to this at the beginning, just the the journey that McLaren have actually been on is absolutely insane. Mm. You know, I think obviously they, they um at twenty thirteen they started the season, they got um a podium with, with Magnuson. And that went on yeah. to, to be it. And they had that that silver car it was really nice, but had like it was bare, had no sponsors in it. That was their last race with, or their last season with Mercedes. Mm. They've gone into, they've gone to Honda. Obviously, you know, fault to, to the car, but the Honda engine was nowhere near as good as it is now. It was, it was an awful engine. Yeah, uh, and they had this this size zero philosophy that they were going for. They abandoned that. They brought Zach Brown in. Zach Brown started to to fill up the car with sponsors again. Uh, a lot of them had left McLaren. Um, you know, the likes of, obviously, in the meantime, the likes of Button and, and Alonso had left the team. He manages to, to bring on board not only Norris and Sainz, now Ricardo, um, but also Andreas Seidel, who I, I think he is absolutely key. Oh, to, he's um, fantastic. To, to McLaren. But I think, know, I think Zach Brown, sort of touching on what, what you said, it, some of, the, some of the, the decisions he's made have been quite risky. And, and those risks have paid off. If you think, like, um, choosing Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz, well, that, that in itself, initially, nobody knew how they were going to perform together. Yeah. But that was quite a risky move in itself. Like, Lando Norris is a rookie. Yes, he had a fantastic F2 season and a junior career, but he's obviously unproven. And Carlos Sainz just lost his Renault seat. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and at that point, you're kind of thinking, well, is he going to stay in Formula One? Not sure if he's quite good enough to stay in Formula One because he's not yeah. done anything. Yet they both came into that McLaren and they've driven the socks off it and they've performed really well. So that's what, what I think Zach Brown's been good at is taking a risk on certain individuals that are unproven and it, it paying off. And he's got, that, he's got a good eye 
one of the things I love about McLaren at the moment is before they were very corporate and very stuck in their, st- very stuck in their ways. And what Zach Brown's been able to do quite well, and 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 uh, Andreas Seidel as well, he's he's fitted into this mold. Is they've kept that corporate side of McLaren still there, but they've added a fun work element to it. And you can see that McLaren team, there's just an energy and um, sort of enjoyment for working at that team that I've not seen before. And and he seems to have got that balance between corporate and a fun working place just right. Yeah, this, you know, under Ron Dennis, this is a completely different team. Yeah. Like, completely, completely different team. And I think one thing about Zach Brown, yes, he's a CEO at the moment, but this this guy's background is, you know, he's around around sports marketing. Um, Yeah. and, And I think he's quite aware of, you know, what the team needs to look like from from the outside because you know you look at you look at the likes of red bull you know forget what they do on, on you know on um on the track and stuff like that but if you think about all the red bull teams their messages are energy youth adventurous you know um sort of risk takers and, and that's one reason why they're, they're able to attract you know um i guess quite a lot of sponsors because mm. because of that, because of their identity as a brand, yeah. Um, and I think what what where McLaren were, you know, wasn't it was a place that you know there was a place for that. There is a place for that. I think I think you look at Mercedes now. I think they are that place. They are that company that that serious company who is mm. you know no nonsense. They they get the results. They they're winners. Um, but you know they're not. I, I, they're not the funnest team. Uh, and I'm. I'm not saying that there isn't a space for both of those, but I think McLaren was that serious team without the results, a little bit like what Williams have been like. Yeah. Williams have been this really corporate team, but without the results. So it's kind of like, what's the point? Mm, you know, absolutely. I think McLaren have done, have, have done a bit of a transition and now, you know, they're finally getting the results. I was just going to say as well, uh, Andreas Seidel changed into the, uh, the Mercedes, the Mercedes engine. Mm. Um, you know, again, we'll. Um, it sounds like the the move has obviously uh, been been a good one. We'll, we'll wait to see in the next year what it looks like and and whether or not they can actually turn this into uh, into a title challenge. But well, I think next year everything is pointing like they're they're you know they're in the right direction. Yeah, I think next year can only get better. To be honest, because we we touched on it. Well, you you mainly touched on it at the beginning of the season because I didn't really understand it as much, but. Changing to that Mercedes engine, they had to use all of their um, development, was it tokens or points or, yeah. or whatever, to redevelop the rear end of that car. So they've not really had much sort of tokens to, to develop any other areas of the car. So they've been quite sort of handicapped in a sense by changing over to the Mercedes engine, but it's worked to their advantage that, that they've developed the car so well, it, it's, it, it, you kind of forget that they had that kind of handicap, really. And next, going into next season, that handicap's not going to be there. They're going to be able yeah. to develop the car just the same as everybody else. And it's, 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 in a way, almost scary to think what the potential might be for them next season. Could we have yeah, a three-way was... challenge? Yeah, I was going to say, like, going, into, um, going into, into next year, the big thing is, is going to be like how good how good everyone's car is with, with the new with the new regulations you always run that risk of having a team who is head and shoulders you know above everyone else um so that that's what i'm going to be uh i'm going to be interested in seeing is yeah just just to see where the cars are and, and we it's hard to predict at the moment uh but i just i always go back to what happened with braun um, a few years back, on what's happened with Mercedes this year, or not this year, this set of this set of regulations, Mercedes have been clearly the best car, yeah, uh, and they've dominated. And 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 to, and to be fair, it's not really made for 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 good showing. Just watching Mercedes win the first five years completely unchallenged, it's yeah, it's not, it wasn't well, I think, particularly particularly I think that interesting. I. I... I both agree and disagree in, in that regard because whilst it's not been exciting to see um, sort of Mercedes fighting other teams, you've always had that inter-team battle between Hamilton and Rosberg. 
I just feel the whole Hamilton Bottas era has been boring because Bottas hasn't really taken the challenge to to Hamilton. He's been a good teammate, but he's not had enough fight to sort of have a clash. Like as a fan, from a fan's point of view, you want to see those those battles between. Hamilton and Rosberg, you, you, you wanted to see them have a little tangle, the same way that you had it with Vettel and Weber. Do you know what I mean? They'll take each other out at a race or something like that, just because they're, they're scrapping so hard and they, they've kind of lost love for each other. You never had that with the Hamilton-Bottas era, and Hamilton's just been allowed to dominate by Bottas. You had a slight challenge from Vettel at Ferrari, and then he went off the boil. Um, so it's not really been much for Hamilton to, so to, to, to sort of fight. Uh, with so the the last few years have been pretty dry, but there's a lot of um, yeah, a lot to talk I, about this season and next season. Take, it's going to be interesting with Russell. I take what you um, what you said about um, about you know when it was uh, Hamilton versus versus Rosberg, but like to me there is n- there is. Nothing as good as watching the likes of Verstappen against Hamilton. Oh no, absolutely! Two, two different teams absolutely. competing against each other. Two top quality drivers competing against each other. Like that's what I want to see. You know, of course, I prefer a, I prefer a, a Rosberg versus Hamilton than I do to a uh, Hamilton versus versus Bottas. But you know, I I just want there to be two or ideally three teams. You know, all fighting for it. Genuinely, could win any race. I think that's what's going to make that's what's going to be the best thing for for F1 as a product. Um yeah. And it's the risk that you run with with a new set of regulations, you know. Mm. Um but we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see. But just yeah, just wrap up on the McLaren. They've yeah, absolutely smashed there. I think the um the sprint race um didn't really change anything for them uh, apart from the fact that they managed to get get one point and put Hamilton Hamilton behind them. Mm. Um but then you know Ricardo had to had to get it all done. Yeah. Which he did. I thought he did. I thought um before we get onto the Verstappen Hamilton because we do need to talk about it. I thought Bottas had a really really good weekend. Um he did. Bottas like, Bottas and all the all the pundits like Damon Hill, Johnny Herb, I love Damon I I don't love Damon Hill. Um he, he winds me up personally, but he does talk a lot of sense. Um, but I do love Johnny Herbert. And both of them were saying how it's amazing that as soon as that, that pressure's been lifted off as to what you're doing for the, the following season, that you, you can, you, you're just free to drive. And that's what we saw with Bottas. Damon Hill likened it to himself. He said that <clears throat> there was one season, he drove terribly. And then when the championship was all tied up with Schumacher, he drove the best he ever had. Like, as soon as he knew he couldn't win the championship anymore, he, he, he drove amazing. And he said it's just amazing how things like that just affect the psyche of a driver. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally agree. And I think someone like, um, someone like Bottas, you know, might be sort of mentally affected by, by seeing someone like Hamilton just, you know, just really destroying him. Uh, and then that starts building up. And you start thinking, oh, you know, I I need to catch up. He's won the first two races or whatever, you know, I I need to get up there. And then you start making mistakes and then it becomes a, a downward spiral. But this mm. weekend, he was really good. Like Autosport gave him um, gave him a 8.5 out of 10, which I thought was extremely low considering this guy has got pole. He's got he's won, won the sprint, the sprint race. race. And then he got the car from last, from last to, uh, to third. To third. You know, yeah. What what else could he have done? Genuinely, like what what else could he have done to? Well, to, clearly, to get he should have won. Rating? Clearly, it should have been winning the race as well. But yeah, but like it's, you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, Hamilton, no, he Hamilton can't started in fifth or whatever, and he couldn't get it done. Yeah, um, I think that that's that's the thing is once you got, I think once you got to a certain tire life and to a certain point in that race, once you're against the top drivers in the faster cars, it was difficult to get past them. Like he he breezed past everybody else. And then you could see as he was getting nearer the front of the grid, it was just that little bit more difficult to get past him on the straight. Um, but he got obviously Perez. He, Perez held him up. But I was thinking, if this guy gets past Perez, he he was coming for the McLarens. I don't know. I I, I think if he had got past Perez earlier, 
I think he, he took too long to try and get past Perez. And um, it yeah, just meant that he didn't have the life in his tyres to, to push the McLarens in the end. Because there is that whole balance of the, the medium tyre being better than the hard tyre up to a certain point. Mm. Um, That's what I mean. It kind he, of balances finished, out. He finished three seconds behind Lando Norris. If he gets yeah. past Perez a little bit earlier. You know, he's, you, you he's, at least push, he's at least pushing him. But at the same time, Hamilton couldn't, couldn't get past Norris. And who would you put your money on to get past someone more, Hamilton or Bottas? I don't... We all know that, that Bottas, whilst being a good driver, he, he sometimes does bottle a move that he could easily make. Yeah. The only thing I'll um, say, though, is... And just playing devil's advocate here, you've got Hamilton who... Worst case scenario for him would be to to crash out and, and not score um, against someone like Valtteri Bottas, who's got nothing to lose. Um, so, you know, it may well be that if there was a risky situation that he thought, oh, I'm just going to go for it, maybe mm-hmm. he'd be more likely to do it than, than Hamilton, I think. Um, but I think that talking about crashing out, I think that um, that brings us on quite nicely to, um, to what happened with, with Verstappen and, and Hamilton, both drivers crashing out. There's so yeah. much I want to talk about here. I know you said we shouldn't, you know, the podcast shouldn't be dominated about this, but there's a well, crash itself. There's the halo. There's the the Verstappen behaviour. Um, I think there's quite a lot we can we can unpack. Well, I just want to read before we do. I just want to read a few messages that we've had on socials about this accident, um, and then we can kind of include our thoughts to what yeah. some people have said. So we've got uh, this person called Jupiter says that people being too harsh on Max, given the incident at Silverstone that led to a 51G crash, this incident wasn't on purpose. The curb was the reason the the car went onto Lewis's car. They're both competitive racers, and yes, sometimes their rivalry does get a bit out of hand, but to cause accidents weren't in their mindset. So for Sky Sports and other people, including celebrities, to blame Max is so low. Okay. uh, a lot I disagree with there, but let's go on to the next person. <laughs> um, I'm not going to try Adriatic Prince 22. He says that it's harsh on Max, is my opinion. Very harsh, especially given the high-speed accident Hamilton calls at Silverstone, which was entirely due to his decision to not maintain the racing line in one of the most dangerous curves in F1, despite being behind Max the whole time. Disagree. Um, whereas this crash was more of a 50-50. Again, disagree. Both had to go for it as it would decide the outcome of their race relative to one another. Agree with that. Um, Also, there would have been no crash and they would have both been racing if it wasn't for the curb on that corner, which I think is both useless and dangerous and Monza should remove it. So in my opinion, a bit harsh, but they also need to start being stricter with both drivers. Otherwise, they continue like this, they'll end up hurting each other. That's quite a long one, that. Um, Okay, Ari. Okay, Ari says that just to say that if Lewis causes an accident this bad, he only gets a 10-second penalty, which costs him absolutely nothing. There is a reason for that, Ari, and we'll talk about it. Um, And someone else says, oh, Jupiter says again, that uh, reminds me of Silverstone. I don't want to say he caused it, but Lewis was at fault there. I think he could have backed off. No hate to bother... No hate to bother driver, but they need to call. They need to cool down. Um, yeah. So yeah. Th- I, there's there's also an accusation of Lewis pushing Max Verstappen too wide. No, nah, to be fair, I think there's a lot I disagree with in these comments. I'm not yeah. going to lie. No, I I don't think I don't think they're 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 off the mark. Like I think, you know, I I think my opinion is that like. It was in in um, in at the British Grand Prix. This is a racing incident. If at the British Grand Prix you had to blame someone, I would blame Hamilton. At this particular incident, if you had to blame someone, I would blame Verstappen. But like, if either, if for example, British Grand Prix and the Italian Grand Prix, no one gets a penalty, and the stewards say it's a racing racing incident, I'm I'm genuinely fine with with either. Um and someone mentioned there like about the 10 second penalty like the 10 second penalty wasn't anything because because Hamilton managed to um 
he managed to um, to obviously win the race by by quite a margin. But if I'm if I'm Max Verstappen, I'd probably prefer a free place grid penalty going into a new race than a te- 10 second 10 second time penalty, especially considering that you know, but obviously the cars didn't finish. That's why that's why they couldn't give him a time penalty because he yeah. wasn't on the track anymore. Yeah, they absolutely. Give, they had to give give him a um, a grid penalty. And it, it might be quite, you know, it might be an opportunity for them. I don't know if if it worked, but they need to bring in a new engine at some point, don't they? So yeah, and know, also that three place penalty goes to a track that favours Mercedes. Sochi is a Mercedes track, so Max Verstappen's got a three place penalty, at a place where he's not expected to outperform the Mercedes. Um, he has the potential to, but he's not expected to, so he's at a disadvantage there already. So if, the Mercedes, if both Mercedes get in front of him from this three-place penalty, um, then he's got a lot of work to do. I, I, I see similarities between this incident and the Silverstone incident. Um, whilst I would agree that the incident at Silverstone was a racing incident, I disagree that it was a racing incident at Monza. Because I, I felt that, personally, at Silverstone... There's, there's a lot more space on the track. So there, there was space for two cars to go around that corner together. Um, and there was something, the reason I would say that was a racing incident was because both drivers could have done something to have avoided that accident. It wasn't, it wasn't one more than the other that caused the accident because Hamilton, yes, he could have pulled out earlier, taken a slightly different line. But Max Verstappen, at the same time, didn't have to close... Uh, that gap and try and hit the apex of that corner as quickly as he did, which is also what caused the accident. So both of them had a part to play in that accident. Whereas in Monza, Hamilton left a car's width for Max Verstappen going into turn one. But turn two is so freaking tight that he decided, I'm going to close the door. And at the moment he closed the door, there was no longer a gap for Max Verstappen to go to. And the only option... I think Hamilton, well, the only, Hamilton gave him space. And there, someone there was, said it. And I, there's I, no I space. The, there, was, there was no space. And I think, and, I think there, was, there was space, not for the whole car to be on the, on the thing, but to well, be... Well, if there's not space for least, a whole... You know, if, there's, if there's not space for a whole car, then why are you going for it? Like, that, that's, like, that, because you, if there's not space for a whole car, the whole car's not going to fit and you're not going to make the gap. Fine. So but, there was okay, a point. There was, there was a point. Hold on. There was, a, there, was an, there was an exact moment where Max Verstappen would have known, I'm not making this, I need to take this escape route. And Hamilton does it time and time again. People say, like, this is what annoyed me a little bit with some of these comments, was that Hamilton needs to calm down. Why? Every time they go wheel-to-wheel into a corner like this, who's the one who backs off and takes the escape route, goes over the bumps, damages the front wing? Hamilton. And in that instance, Max Verstappen should have backed off when he realised, I can't complete this, taken the escape route, finished the corner. He's by taking that much curb, forget the fact it's a sausage curb, right? If that wasn't a sausage curb there and he takes that line, he's taken, he's cut that corner to get in front of Hamilton. The sausage curb made it like someone said it and it's true. The sausage curb is true. made it made it dangerous. And it did, it's the yeah. only reason why it's the only reason why Verstappen ended up on top of Hamilton. Yeah, um, but but why is he trying to cut the corner to get in front of him anyway? But, but, the, but, but, see, but his the, his trajectory, so his when, trajectory is plowing into Hamilton. So when the car is going around, it's going around like a, um, a bend, right? And so you've got, you've got the tarmac and you've got that initial white line and then you've got like the uh, you know, I, guess, I guess we'll call it the eight, well it's not the apex, but let's call it the, those curbs, like the white and red curbs. Yeah. Okay. Many times when a car is going around a, um, around the bend they will have like the f- one or two wheels on the on the white line, like in between the tarmac or the tarmac and the white line, and the rest of the car will be outside of the tarmac. Mm. Okay, I think what what uh, Verstappen was doing there was very much the same thing: two two wheels on the track, the rest of the car off the track. But like, are you telling are you telling me an experienced Formula One driver like Max Verstappen? forgot that that sausage curb was there and it has the potential to launch his car in the air if he runs over it. I, I don't think he forgot. I think he... Yeah, maybe... Do you know what? Maybe he forgot. Maybe he got over, overzealous. Like, I, I'm, not blaming, I'm not blaming Hamilton in any way, shape or form. I think, like, with, with the Hamilton side of things, 
like from my perspective, he is completely blameless. Because I actually think he gave he gave a step in some space. Um, what I'm looking at here is how much can we blame can we blame Verstappen slash was it a racing incident again I'm quite happy with the result I think I feel very similar to this as I did the British Grand Prix I think if if it was just a racing incident and there was no penalty for any of them I'll be happy they've they've given a 10 second penalty to to Hamilton and now they've given a free place grid penalty to um to uh to Verstappen I'm happy with that again if it wasn't those two drivers we wouldn't be talking about this like we wouldn't be talking about the the incident. Like, how common is that to happen at, at yeah, turn but two in, in it's, Italy? Like, it's it's only be, it's only because they're both the title challengers. If it was if it was any other two drivers challenging for the title, the same discussion would be had. If Hamilton and if Hamilton and Verstappen were fighting for for eleventh and twelfth and not in the championship running, no one would talk about it. Yeah, but exactly. if it was if it was Ricardo and Bottas both challenging for the title, then and they did that, then yeah, we're talking about that. But yeah. But what my, my thing is, Red Bull knew that Max Verstappen was at fault because they didn't argue. There was no sort of fight from Christian Horner and his usual whingy, whiny self. It was kind of like, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the stewards say. They just, they knew what was going to happen. And I don't, I don't think Max Verstappen, I think he has the potential to do this, but I don't think Max Verstappen purposefully went out to take Hamilton out in that corner. I don't. I. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't go that far. I. I do feel that he has the potential to do that. But this is what I mean about. I've said it loads of times before that Max Verstappen needs to control his aggression levels when he's driving because for me he took that corner way too angry, and I think that aggression came from the fact. And Damon Hill, Johnny Herbert touched on it as well. He's just had an eleven-second pit stop. Yeah. And he's going to come out and he's going to say, oh, I'm still behind Norris. I'm, I'm now behind Norris and Hamilton. I've got to get past him quick. And he's not calculated it. And a calculated person, Johnny Herbert, was, was saying that there is no way, if I'd seen that gap, I'm not going for it. He says it's not on. That gap is not on going into that second corner. And that's where Max Verstappen needs to grow up. He needs to, he needs to cap. Lewis Hamilton has never gone in. Even at Silverstone, Hamilton backed off. Hamilton slowed down in, into that corner. And I'm not saying that... I, I still disagree that Hamilton got the penalty, but I accept it because it, was a, it wasn't an incident. They did clip wheels and someone did need to get the blame for it. And because of the position Hamilton was in, he, he was the one to get that penalty. But here... It's, it is all, there is no way anyone can justify Max Verstappen to not have a penalty, penalty for, that, for that incident. And what was, I felt quite disgusting was his attitude afterwards. Mm. Straight on the radio, he's sitting on top of Lewis Hamilton, he's on the radio and he's gone, that's what you get for not giving me space. Then he gets out of the car and just walks off. He just, he just walks off, doesn't check on Hamilton. He doesn't walk over to the car, just give him like a little okay sign with his hand just to make sure he's all right. Because, you know, you just landed on top of someone. But he, he's just got no care for anybody else other than himself on, on that grid. It's not just Lewis Hamilton, it's everybody. I think the worst thing that, um, that he did was his behaviour post-accident. Like, we've, we've had a discussion about whether he's to blame or not. I think he's, I guess, somewhat entitled to go for it. Like, I'm not particularly annoyed that he's gone for it. But yeah, his behaviour after, for me, is the, um, yeah, is the worst thing. I think, you know, the, the car's just landed on top, of, on top of his, you know, colleague, professional colleague. Mm. And he's like, you know, he's accelerating literally while on top of the car. That, that's that's what, um, what, what freaked me out because you saw his wheel was touching Hamilton's helmet. Fortunately, yeah. I think the drive shaft broke, so it was only the rear right that was spinning. But he's gone; he's on top of him, and he's hit the throttle. Like, hold on a minute! You do know that you're like nose planted into the ground. Why are you? What do you think your wheels are touching to accelerate? Yet Max Verstappen's put his foot on the throttle. If that wheel, if that drive shaft was still intact, and that wheel's touching Lewis's head, they'd rip his helmet off. Yeah, like I, I just think it, it, it was unfortunate from from Verstappen. Like, I actually think that made him made him look quite quite bad, if I'm honest. Uh, not checking on Hamilton, like again, 
you know, quite bad. I understand like there's a heat of emotion, but I just don't think his behaviour is really on. But he uh, said more he... more post accident than than during the um, you know during the accident. It just you've got it just... to bear in mind, like mm. sorry, like half no. of the like the cars literally just like cracked on his halo. The tires actually hit him on the head. He is underneath this this tire that Verstappen is just like you know full throttle trying to accelerate. And yeah, I think the, the last thing like the least he could have done was just. Just check that is okay. Um, yeah, yeah. At the very minimum, yeah. just sort of go over, just like just give him a little okay sign with his hand, and nobody would have complained. But then afterwards, in his interviews, he's like, he just kept squeezing me. He just kept squeezing me. Like, well, okay. If he kept squeezing you, why didn't you pull out? If if someone keeps squeezing you, then you're not going to make it. So just pull out. And mm. like, when have you not kept squeezing someone? How many times has he done that to other people? It's kind of like, he, yeah. he's very, I, I feel like Red Bull, because of the way they've handled him, have made him very entitled. And Max Verstappen's style of driving is, I'm allowed to do this, but if you do it to me, that's not on. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. It's so, actually so difficult to assess these things because one is wearing a Red Bull jumpsuit, the other one's wearing a or racing suit, the other one's wearing a, a Mercedes one. And there's always going to be people who are Red Bull fans or Mercedes fans or Verstappen fans or Hamilton fans. So it, it makes it like difficult to look at it from, you know, an, an unbiased perspective. Just literally yeah. take a step back and, and assess what's happened. But um, I've, I've been trying to look at this without my Lewis Hamilton fanboy hat on. And you, you, the are whole... wearing, you are wearing a Lewis Hamilton hat at the moment and a Tommy Hilfiger top. Yeah, I know. Um, but, but my... <laughs> I, I know for 100% my opinions on all of this are exactly the same if it was anyone else in that car. I just felt that, mm. that, that what Verstappen did was just not on. You've got to realise at, at certain points when to pull out. Yeah, and I, I and whether, or not, have... whether or not people feel that that move was on, you, you can't argue that there was a point where he could have said, oh, best to pull out. The best decision would have been to pull out, and they both continue the race, and he's a, a second attempt uh, uh, further down the line, which is what Hamilton does. Hamilton's experience says, "Oh, do you know what? Chances are I might not make this. Let me pull out, and I'll have again late, uh, go later on." Max Verstappen. Yeah, like, it's almost like that—that's not something that registers in his brain. But the, the thing is, Alex, as you said earlier, like the only way he's going to pull out, you know, when he sort of hop between turn one and turn two. You know, the only way he's going to pull out is going through the sausage curbs. He, you know, in his head, he's thinking, "I'm going to lose a ton of time, and I might get some damage here." Um, and and frankly, yeah. like the sausage curb there, like you don't know what would have happened. Maybe he would have made the corner. Like maybe, I don't know. You you wouldn't know. You don't know what's going to happen unless it was for the sausage curb. However, he should have known that the sausage curb was there and that was going to happen because he had no control over the car. No, no. Um, after but like, he hit the sausage curb. Like I said, regardless, if that sausage curb wasn't there, there's, he's, still, he's still getting the penalty. He's either, if he comes, in my mind, he's cut the corner, effectively. So he would have, like, if, they both, the if they both, if they both stay on the track. If they both stay on the track. What is cutting the corner? He's like, gained like, he's, what, What's cutting the corner? What, what counts as cutting the corner? Because well, if he's got, if he's got um, some tyres on the tarmac, which he did, two, the front right and the front left, partially on the tarmac not all of them but some of it was in the tarmac yeah but the thing the thing is is that in or out of the um is that in or out well technically it's just in well so so it wouldn't be cutting the corner it is it is cutting the corner like it because he's he's i i don't think you can possibly count that if because of the, the 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 size of that corner if one wheel is to have two wheels on, it, he would have his front right on the sort of the front side of the the the, the, curb. the corner. So and the one back side, right, and the back side yeah. of the corner. So, yeah. but the the majority, the rest of his car is off the track. So I just think to myself, like, how on earth can you can you can you say that that that's not cutting the corner? The whole car is over the corner. 
And I don't think it is cutting the corner. I know what you're I, saying. I, I, I think, think it is. But and, even regardless reason, of that, regardless of that, Alex, that's why they put the sausage curbs there. Yeah, but like, but regardless, you know, regardless of that, if they both stay on the tarmac, he's pushing Hamilton into the gravel, and he's got to give the place back anyway, or he gets a penalty. So yeah, and th- there's and, nothing there that that there is no positive outcome for Max Verstappen making that move in that corner, like that. Yeah, and we, look, we potentially would have would have seen that. Um, again, I'll I'll reiterate. I think Hamilton in this particular situation is blameless. I think for me, my the argument here is what the one we're having now, I guess, which is how much can you blame Verstappen? Can you blame him a little bit, or can you blame him a lot? Fully. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because um, there was there was a there was a there was a moment. The reason I say fully was there was a moment where he knew. It wasn't going to happen, and he and he could have saved it. Yeah, and also like imagine like Hamilton gave him more space. Like I, I've not really seen many people say this, but just in case anyone thinks that like Hamilton should have given him given him more space, like it would it if that was the case, it would make it a disadvantage to be ahead in that corner. Yeah, like you, you know, can you imagine if you had to go all the way around that turn two? And you could let the guy behind you just go go around on the inside. Yeah, like, it'd be insane. Yeah, it, it, um, it there's yeah, uh, and I for people to say that Hamilton's aggressive is just absolutely ludicrous. They, Hamilton doesn't show any aggression aggression in his driving. I was talking to a mate about this yesterday, and all the drivers say how Lewis is the cleanest world champion. He's not done anything dodgy to fit to to win a world championship. Um, he, you, you've got other greats that people that you consider the greatest of all time in Michael Schumacher, um, Alan Prost, Ayrton uh, uh, Senna. They've all done dodgy things. They've taken each other out. Michael Schumacher's parked his car in the middle of the track. Yeah. They, they've all done something dodgy to ensure that they win a championship that season. Hamilton's just raced. Hamilton, Hamilton's raced his way to the championship every, one he's, every time he's won it. And um, to, to, to think that he was being overly aggressive, I, I think the amount of times Lewis Hamilton's pulled out of moves between him and Verstappen, you, you, you can't possibly say that he's been aggressive in those situations. He's always been squeezed by Max and bailed. Yeah, I, I don't, don't disagree too much there. Um, moving on, what, what, what else do you think of... Um... Of the race, I think Ferraris did okay. Um, obviously, in comparison to, to to McLaren, it wasn't wasn't so good. But I thought they had a um, they had a solid race. Ferraris um, did Ferraris did well. Uh, the Claire, well, mind you, Sainz did well as well. But it was it was strange. Like on that after the pit stops, like the Ferraris just seemed to to drop off, and then all of a sudden their tires came to life and they caught back up. It was just really it was really strange. It's it's like the Ferrari really struggles to get the tire up to temperature. It's good to see as well. A race that's like fairly close. Like again, I'm just looking at the times here, and we got obviously Ricardo winning. Then we got Norris plus one, Valtteri plus four, mm. Charles plus seven, Perez plus eight, um, Carlos plus ten, and then Stroll plus fifteen. Obviously, in terms of seconds, it's actually like it's quite nice to see that yeah. because normally you got you've got like Hamilton Verstappen, then it's like plus forty. Then you got like Bottas logging, uh, lagging behind or something like that. At least this race, you know, made it so that if if someone someone goes goes wide in a corner or or they make a little mistake and they lose a couple of seconds, they're punished for it. Yeah, exactly. Which is, yeah, way well, better than huge huge shout out as well to George Russell for another points finish on merit. Yeah, although he uh, he got beaten in qualifying. Uh, was he beaten in quali or was he beaten in the sprint race? I'm sure it was quali, no? Uh, was it? I can't remember. Oh, no. No, it was the, uh, yeah, it was the sprint race. Um, yeah. I thought it was in quali. No, no, you're right. Um, so yeah, he still so keeps still, that, still he still unbeaten. keeps that, yeah. <laughs> still unbeaten in, in qualifying. Yeah, shame it, for, um, shame for the Alpha Tauri, um, of, of oh, Gasly yeah. mainly, because. Well, and also Sonoda. Sonoda didn't even get to start the race, did he? Yeah, but you know, he, uh, yeah, like Gasly qualified well. I 
think he did well in the sprint race as well. No, he got taken um, out in the sprint race, didn't he? Did he? Gasly lost his front wing, didn't he? he oh, went into the... yes, yes. Wow. Um, you can tell I was away. Um, <laughs> yeah, but still, it's a shame that he didn't even um, didn't even get to start. And and actually, the sprint race from my saw was pretty boring. Oh, it was and, dry. And what's happened is is exactly that. You've got you've got people having crashes, uh, and you know changing their uh, their their position for the uh, for the race. Yeah, the Grand Prix was so much better than the sprint race. I I I I think this weekend, I think Silverstone. You could have you could have made an argument for having the sprint race. Um, and I think Monza is an argument for not having it. Mm. Like, and something else as well, which I think is ridiculous. Like, so someone like Bottas, who's taken like this uh, this penalty, is still able to score three points in the in the in sprint the, race. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like um, it's a bit of a weird one. Mm. Um, yeah, because again, he's had the chance to go and to go and score points. So he he's come out of that weekend with with eighteen points. Yeah. Um. So effectively, a second place finish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Equivalent to a second place finish. Um. Even though, if, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I'm well. Ricardo, I like quite... that. If I don't like it, I just don't think it's. Ricardo's it come out right. of twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. He got the fastest lap at the end, didn't he? Yeah, no, he um he 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 was he was on it this weekend and you know he he said that um he's obviously taken some time away some time out of the car to sort of reset and and come back and he had a good race I want to see whether whether he can whether he can keep it going because even even this weekend you know Norris was was right up there like you know it's not like he he was much better than Norris in my perspective. Oh we're, no! We're I think quite similar, you know. If if this if this was Daniel Ricciardo back to his best, it shows you the level Lando Norris is operating at. Yeah, and I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and, and say I think for next season the cars are all closer together. Red Bull have the worst partnership for next season. I, at I, the top I three teams at the top four. Because next season we don't know what what the cars are going to do. So if you just assume that the usuals are at the t- are fighting around the top, I feel Mercedes are top of the lot with Hamilton and Russell. I think that's the best partnership you could you could get. And then I I would argue that McLaren and Ferrari have better driver partnerships than Red Bull. I I, I would much rather Ricardo and Norris and Leclerc and Sainz than Verstappen and Perez. Yeah, it's a difficult one because. I don't. I think Verstappen and, and and Perez in a car that Perez can extract as much of it out of it, sorry, as as Verstappen can. I think that lineup is much stronger. I generally think that second Red Bull seat is cursed. Is is cursed or or like you know Verstappen's got this weird way of driving and and everything in in, in the car is is tilted towards him. Mm. Um. But yeah, like the, he, this Paris isn't as good as the Paris we would expect. Um, I don't know. I think I think he I think he is. I think he shows it in the race on Sunday. It's 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 like watching. It's like he's not changed. It's the same Perez you always expect to see, fighting his way through the grid, managing his tires well. He just cannot qualify in that Red Bull. Nobody's been able to qualify in that Red Bull. Other yeah. than Max Verstappen, it's, it's, I don't know what it is. And and until until Perez can handle that, until Perez can work out how to get that that uh, Red Bull qualifying like Max Verstappen has it, he 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 won't be close to him at all. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see. Any 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 other final final thoughts on on this weekend? No, I think I think I've I've got rid of all my uh, rants and everything about the the Hamilton Verstappen incident. Um, I'm on this one. I'm convinced that I'm not wrong. <laughs> there is nothing anybody could ever say to me to make me think. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, no, you're right. Nope. <laughs>
I've watched it over and over, and I'm 100% convinced. But yeah. um, again, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's all opinions at the end of the day. I may well be wrong. I just don't think I am. <laughs> so. Yeah, Kibitza was a, an absolute passenger. Oh, well, there's like, no point in him even... Was, uh... There's no point in Kibitza even showing up, to be fair. Yeah, to think that Giovinazzi finished ahead of him, considering what happened to Giovinazzi. Um... Oh, I do have something to add to the, the weekend, which I, I found... I saw it on social media, and I found it absolutely hilarious that um, in a championship that consists of 20 drivers... Nikita Mazapan is 21st. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's a certain amount of skill needed to, uh, to ensure that happens. You, you can't teach it. You just cannot no, you teach that sort, of st- that, that sort of ability. But um, yeah. yeah, 21st in a 20-driver championship. Wow. wow. Well done, Mazapan. You definitely deserve to be in this sport. Wow. I'm quite, I'm quite glad we're, we're in a bit of a break. You know, yeah, we've got uh, we've got a week got off. Now. Um it's been relentless, like three weeks, you know, I've I've been on holiday, I I had the weekend away again. Yeah. Um and it, it's hard to keep up with it all. You know, I was like I said to you, I was doing geocaching and, and watching it on my phone. Yeah. Um as I ran around centre parks <laughs> trying to find the clues. But um, yeah, we've so I suppose next weekend, um or next week We've, we've sort of got this weekend off. We can do our predictions for Sochi next week. Yeah. Um, See if anything, if anything happens in, you know, in, in that week. Just have a little catch up. It might be that, you know, there's, uh, there's something that comes up that we, you know, we want to talk about. Or, you know, we might even, we could, we could talk about in a bit more detail what you sort of brought up. Um, you know, whether or not, who's got the strongest driver lineup, et cetera, we could do. Yeah. Yeah, Some, we'll, something to talk about as well. I've just we'll seen ramble, on, we'll ramble on about something. I've just seen on the uh, Formula One website that Aston Martin start work on new F1 factory and wind tunnel campus at Silverstone. So um, something to talk about next week. Can look into Great that. Great sign. Um, yeah, fantastic sign. So um, also, if you're listening to this and you do follow us on all of our socials, uh, feel free to drop us something on Twitter, Instagram, Hyper. If there's anything that you want to hear us talk about, let us know and we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's um, good to have some uh, it's good to have some comments to read out. Yeah, it's nice it's nice to engage with the people that do follow us and do listen to us. So, yeah, we want to include you all. Um we will disagree with some of you and we will agree with some of you. But that's the whole point of rambling. We we like yeah. to ramble about all sorts of nonsense. Um, I don't disagree with with too many of the you you disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Who, who was it? There was the guy all um them. <laughs> now, who was the what the first one? Jupiter or something. Yeah, you you really disagreed with him. I think he had a point about the sausage curbs. Oh, I no, I agreed with the sausage curbs. Like the, those sausage curbs were dangerous. Um, my my whole point is if you know they're there, why are you trying that move? So that's that's my point. But um, yeah. no, it was nice. It was nice to hear from you all. Um, just keep it up. Just just uh. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, follow. You know the deal. At F1 Ramble on all socials. Yeah, and we'll see you all next week.